Hello and welcome to Cardinal Call, your weekly dose of UW-Madison campus news from the Daily Cardinal Student Newspaper. I'm your host, Oliver Gearhurst. In January, Republican lawmakers introduced a proposal to increase funding to The Wicked, the Wisconsin Institute for Citizenship and Civil Dialogue, an office focusing on free speech programming and viewpoint diversity on college campuses. Today we're joined by Daily Cardinal staff writer Ella Gledisan to discuss Wicked and the reasons for its funding increase. Thanks for being here, Ella. Thanks for having me. So first off, what is Wicked? So yeah, like you said, Wicked is the Wisconsin Institute for Citizenship and Civil Dialogue. So it was created by the Board of Regents in 2022. And its mission is to provide resources, opportunities, and support for teaching and learning on viewpoint diversity and freedom of expression uh, around UW campuses. Uh, So what was it created in response to? It was created in response to this free speech survey and the findings... Um, the findings showed that um, the level of comfort students had with expressing their viewpoint without filter um, was different um, based on political affiliation. More than 64% of conservative students reported feeling pressure to censor their speech or conform to a professor's viewpoints compared to only about 20% of liberal students. So um, some officials at the university saw this as a problem that could signal like um, a formal limitation on free speech rights and created the office. Um, Others argue that it's more about self-censorship. There's some controversy, some conversation on that. So how is the funding being directed towards Wicked uh, being used to promote free speech? A pair of Republican lawmakers, uh, Representative Scott Johnson and uh, Senator Rachel Cabral-Gavara, introduced a proposal in January to allocate um, $500,000 towards the office annually and then they have uh, like a handshake agreement with UW President Jay Rothman to match that funding. Um, so it'll be $1 million going towards it this wow. year if it passes. Their priorities for 2024 are to create a steering committee, establish a board of advisors, appoint university liaisons. Um, they want to set up a wicked website, establish relationships with university partners to oversee grant distribution, organize programming and workshops, and hire a full-time director. So those are some of the core priorities that they spell out. What does self-censorship mean? Yeah, so self-censorship is something that we all do every day. So it's not just about political opinions, but it's what we do where we, obviously we don't say everything that pops into our head. So if we make judgments about people or have a certain viewpoint that we know is going to be um, controversial or could cause hurt or harm, uh, we, we just automatically filter those things out or well, it's more of a, a conscious choice to filter what we say around people to not cause problems, really. We don't want to hurt ourselves. We don't want to hurt them. We don't want to cause arguments, etc. So we choose to kind of put a filter over what we say. So in your article, one of your sources makes the distinction between the right to free speech and a right to feel welcome. Can you explain this distinction? Okay, yeah. So I spoke with um, former UW-Madison political science professor Howard Schwaber, about this issue and what he kind of said is that a right to feel welcome is not obviously not spelled out in the U.S. Constitution. There's no place in the First Amendment that says that we all must have an opinion that needs to feel perfectly welcome and not be challenged. And part of healthy free speech is that our viewpoints can get challenged and there can be civil dialogue and open discussion talking through difficult, controversial issues, with that being such a core part of free speech, 
and such a core part of civil dialogue, it's kind of interesting that the Wisconsin Institute for Citizenship and Civil Dialogue formed because some students feel a greater need to self-censor. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of interesting that it kind of formed in response to some students feeling like their opinions aren't welcome and don't like their viewpoints being challenged when that's really a very healthy part of free speech. Do you feel that Wicked is sort of a, an attempt to legalize a right to feel welcome? So Wicked is more about providing s- like resources, support, and training, and programming about viewpoint diversity. So bringing in speakers from across the political spectrum and providing information to students on opinions different from their own, maybe. Um, there's been talk about conducting like another free speech survey in the future, like the one from 2022. But Wicked doesn't, doesn't have the power to make laws that say that students need to have their voices feel welcome on campus. What they can do is provide um, programming and sport and speakers, but um, I don't really think it's as much of an attempt to completely, you know, put into law that students must feel welcome. Um, and any law that dictates who you must make feel welcome in your university, um, any law that says that from the government would be both unconstitutional and just completely bizarre too you know how does this issue of the wisconsin institute for citizenship and civil dialogue connect to the deal between assembly speaker voss and the board of regents this past december well in november a deal was passed to cut essentially cut dei diversity equity and inclusion programs in uh, the uw system in exchange for employee pay raises and funding for building projects and a few other like curriculum things. Uh, so this deal was negotiated between um, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and members of the UW Board of Regents, um, specifically UW President Jay Rothman. Um, and so this deal cut diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in exchange for funding and um, pay raises for the university. And it also took away some of the supports and the programming and workshops that encouraged uh, diversity and inclusion and um, acceptance for other students. And so it's kind of interesting that this is happening at the same time as this push to make, you know, conservative opinions feel more welcome and at the same time, there are kind of pushes to make minority students feel less welcome on campus. Hmm. So is there anything else that you learned over the course of your reporting that stuck out to you? I guess as I was working on this piece, I uh, learned more about some instances on campus last year of hate speech and discriminatory speech and expression. So there was the video last spring of a UW student saying offensive discriminatory things towards black people and black students and there was a lot of backlash from the university there Um, a lot of students argue that she should be expelled um, give some accountability and the university argued that they have no ability to do that and law experts kind of confirmed that as well so there's not much that the university could do yet 
this still hurt a very large number of students. Um, and this speech was still hateful and racist. It's kind of difficult to think about how, as students are going through this, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are facing challenges and cuts. And it kind of leaves a lot of us wondering like, what supports are in place for students who may be impacted by hateful and discriminatory speech. Hmm. Well, thanks for coming on the Cardinal Call this week, Ella. Thanks for having me. In other campus news, a campus police officer shoved a protesting student during a confrontation at a campus career fair Tuesday, February 13th. The protesters were there to protest the presence of companies which supply military arms to Israel at the fair. A UW-Madison spokesperson said the university is currently reviewing the incident. In other news, longtime chief of the UW-Madison Police Department, Kristen Roman, resigned Monday, February 12th, with Brent Pleisch being named interim chief of police until a permanent replacement can be found, a process for which the university has plans to conduct a nationwide search. A reason has not been provided for the resignation. In other news, the university's Board of Regents has authorized a reconstruction project for the Camp Randall Sports Center, known colloquially as the Shell. Many students, especially those on the track team, are disappointed by this decision because the facility features what many feel is the best indoor track on campus. This has been the Cardinal Call, created by UW-Madison student journalists. Check out more news and stories at dailycardinal.com.